Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Brook with Dave Chatterton with Strategic Farm Marketing. Mostly hired day with the exception of a few of the wheat contracts. Uh, Dave, let's start off with soybeans for session up. You know, how much of that was the higher soybean meal versus just the fact that we're continuing to see some corrective buying? Yeah, I think it's both, Michelle. Certainly seeing the meal get back in the act. I think meal was kind of left out of the move yesterday. We had a big move in the oil that helped the soybean complex yesterday. That oil move tied, of course, the announcement of the, the, the environmental approval or the EPA approval for the Phillips 66 plant out in California. Very big plant, very important for oil. Meal kind of getting back in it today, but I think the backstory behind that that's also helping support meal and the soy complex in general it goes back to South America. And we've kind of beat the size of this Brazilian crop to death, but more and more analysts now coming in in that sub 150 range for that Brazilian soybean production as the early yields reports have been disappointing. And in doing so, we've seen a few analysts as low as 135, 138. That starts to change their export profile. And on top of that, we're also not getting some dryness developing in Argentina. It's not what I would call serious yet. We do have some rain in the forecast in that 11 to 16 day period, but the next 10 days is gonna be rather warm, weather dry. We're gonna see crop conditions kind of kind of back up just a little bit in the need. I think during those first few days of February for rainfall in Argentina is going to be very important. Everybody, I think still fresh in, in the traders' minds, you know, what happened last year and just how, how, you know, how bad those yields were and maybe how sensitive they could be during February and March. So we took out last week's highs, but how much higher do you think we can go with this market here before we run into some bigger resistance? Yeah, I think you're looking up into that 1260, 1270 area for the March contract. Um, you know, that sounds like a long way away from where we're at right now, but considering the move that we've had on the downside, that's kind of your first, you know, stop for the bus along the way here. And, you know, it, it'll be, a, you know, probably a process here to carve this out. But we have to keep in mind that funds have gotten short here. They're certainly much shorter in the feed grain complex than they are in the soy complex right now in terms of outright soybeans, but they have made a big swing. You're talking about a position that was, you know, 80 or 85,000 contracts net long at the end of November or late in November that swung to 80 or 85,000 contracts net short year to start this week. So certainly, um, you know, unusual activity this time of year for the funds and, and that short position, I think, is, is a little bit vulnerable here considering, you know, it's been well worn and we're stretching the limits. Yeah. Corn, well, only three quarters cent higher, Dave, and it just looks like we're kind of in a consolidation pattern here. Yeah, Michelle, as we talked, you know, earlier, it's kind of that little train that could. We're trying to get up that hill and haven't been able to quite do it yet. A lot of slippage here. We haven't had a lot of luck finding traction below 440 in the market, so that's nice. We have also haven't had a lot of luck finding much traction in the upside above that 446 to 450 area. And there's a little bit of a chart pattern that the, the downtrending channel that goes all the way back into last fall or late last summer kind of comes in at that 446, 450 area. It's providing a little bit of resistance here. But I think the difference, you know, we've seen good performance in the soy complex so far this week. I think the corn is lagging just a little bit because of the, the room and the space and the, the excess supply and the balance sheet corn versus soybeans. When you look at that soybean, particularly for whole crops, still a relatively tight situation. When we look at it for corn, you know, we know we've got a little bit of room there. We know that farmers probably still have more corn left to market and sell into this market than what we find for soybeans. Yeah. So the wheat market, we ended mixed there and it looked like maybe there was some spread unwinding going on today. But, uh, you know, KC wheat has been on the short side here because the crop conditions are just better, right? Yeah, they have been. And I mean, just not a lot fundamentally, you know, bullish that we can work with here, whether it goes back to last week's USDA report or whether we talk about, you know, just what's happening with the weather. Not much we can say about crop conditions at the moment, but certainly they're they're in better shape than we've seen in, in previous years. And 
Again, I think the market, you know, the wheat market here, a little bit of a follower here uh, in terms of, you know, we had a spat of exports. That market seems to have calmed down or that portion of it seems to calm down. Right now we're just, we're looking for direction, I think, outside of that wheat complex to the corn and to the soybeans for some leadership. Yeah. And the dollar being higher today probably didn't help, did it? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the outside market's always going to be an influence, particularly yeah. wheat. Wheat is the, you know, the most international, I think, of the markets that we have. Nice day in the cattle market. Um, are the funds coming back in here to play or is this because we've had this big push in the choice cutout values here for the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think that push in the choice cutouts caught a few people off guard and we're starting to get the chart you know, reaction to that, which has got the attention of the funds here. That fund position in cattle got bled down to basically a very small net long. Uh, funds have some ammunition here. I think the performance of that cutout and all of a sudden seeing you know, the packer margins move into the positive at a time when we thought, hey, coming off of these winter storms, we were going to see, you know, the, the slaughter rates and the chain speeds pick up. We were going to see heavier weight cattle start to come in. Production was going to go up and demand may not have been there to pick it up. We're finding just the opposite, a very strong move in the cat out, um, you know, above that 300 mark here on the midday today. And, you know, that's, you know, I think caught a few people off guard and kind of a few of these funds that were leaning shorter that got neutral, kind of bowling back into the game here. Very nice, you know, move on the chart here today. Yeah, no doubt, especially like the April contract. It looks like we're having a bit of a chart break out there, you think? Yeah, yeah I think cattle and, and, and hogs both are seeing uh, oh. probably better performance in the hogs. But certainly, like I said, we're, we're getting some some legs under us here in this in the beef complex. I think, you know, we were my own you know expectation was it would be a little bit of a tough climb on the way up but i think we've caught a few people off guard here and all of a sudden you know it's a second look in terms of these large specs of, of how this thing might look going into the spring and what the consumer day it might be so hogs again like you said a chart breakout there but we've also had stronger product values getting above the 90 dollar mark on cutouts for the first time in a while that's also helped to push us but how far can you really push that market do you think yeah, it's a good question. I mean, funds had actually gotten a little bit short in the, in the in that hog complex, so they they again have some ammunition there as well. It's a little bit unusual for them to do that, especially this time of year. Um, you know, we can. It's been a nice rebound. I think when you talk about how much we can ask for, um, you know, on the upside, I think those questions are are very valid, and I would be a little bit cautious here. We've you know, this market is always going to be volatile on the hog side of the swine side of the complex. When we look at what's happened here. You know, big breakout today in that April contract. I mean, it's the most heavily traded contract right now and broke out, you know, not only to a new high, not only to the highest level that we've had since going back into, I think, you know, early November, but also looking at a situation where there was a pennant formation there that we have now, you know, added on to. And there's a chart measurement there that, that, that gives you some upside. And so all of a sudden the technical trade and the inspect trade starting to pay some attention there as well. Well, I'm impressed considering we probably backed up some hogs with these slow chain speed did, speeds, didn't we? Yeah, I think that was the, you know, I think that was the expectation. And we just have not found that as yet. These chain speeds look like, you know, they are going to pick up. I'm not sure what we're going to see in terms of weight here in the nearby. But, you know, the front end fed cattle supply or front end, you know, supply that we have there as well as the hog supply looks very plentiful here. And I think that's where these question marks about how far we can expect this to go in terms of a fundamental basis are really going to come in. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Dave Chatterton with Strategic Farm Marketing.